A video circulating on pro-Russian military blogs shows Yevgeny Prigozhin standing in a desert in camouflage with a rifle in his hand, claiming to be in Africa. In the clip, Prigozhin talks about making Russia greater on all continents. It's his first video since leading the short-lived Russian mutiny nearly two months ago. All right, we're getting new images that appear to show an attack on an airfield deep inside Russian territory. Take a look here. You can actually see it. Uh, a fireball. There it is, with smoke billowing high into the air on what looks like a military base runway. Moscow blames Kyiv for the weekend drone strike on the airbase, which houses long-range strategic bombers. Meantime, on the battlefield in Ukraine, the southern region is coming under relentless uh, Russian bombardment, especially along frontline villages. Uh, CNN's Nick Payton Walsh joins us live now from uh, Zaporizhia in Ukraine. So uh, Zaporizhia saw significant shelling overnight. Nick, what more can you tell us? Yeah, look, I mean, firefighters were dealing with a huge blaze on a factory. We heard ourselves hear a drone passing overhead and there were flashes on the skyline. Frankly, like there are for many Ukrainian cities every night. And it's important to remind people that even if the numbers shock you, it is still part of the daily experience of civilians in this country. We've been speaking particularly to one firefighter in a town called Orakhiv, which is very much in the path of the current counter-offensive, a place uh, that has been heavily destroyed by Russian intense airstrikes over the past month or so. And that firefighter, Dima, that we spoke to, has not only experienced loss on the front lines, dealing with horror in his job, but also in his personal world as well. And that replicates the experience of so many Ukrainians. Here's what he had to say. The aftermath is not always easier. These are the firemen of the most bombed city on earth, Orakiv, in the throes of the counter-offensive. And this is a normal day for them. Here's the story of one we've gotten to know, Dima. Pain here doesn't just come from the flames, away from the front lines. Ukraine is suffering in ways we don't see. Dima has lost nearly all his family since the war began. His wife left for Europe as a refugee just days after the war started with his son, and he doesn't know if they will ever come back. The emptiness of their family home is a crippling, constant weight on him. Я тут, ну, скажем так, я тут ночами не сплю, може я за сутки час може і поспать. А на роботи приїжджаєш, тебе, ну, все одно дом є дом. Я там хоч трошки висипаюся, хоч даже стріляю. The gaps between the horror harder than the horror itself. And sleep when it comes is sometimes worse. Останній час дуже погано сплю і практично не сплю, но коли засипаю, сниться сім'я, яка дуже далеко від мене. Що Я приїжджаю після смін, заходжу, виходжу з ліфта і стоїть моя сім'я. Чекає мене, що я приїду. 
ну, приїхав, що вона повернулася, що ми ось уже з тобою. Я радий цьому бачити, що після великого часу я їх наконець-то встрітив. Почти рік не бачив сім'ю. Больна тема це. Борокиев has been ground to dust in the last two months. But Dima's grief here came immediately with last year's invasion. His father died in its first days, just before his wife left, from a heart attack. He says because of shelling. In that chaos, Dima had to bury his father himself. Или что-то стрельнуло таке десь там рядом, и оно же как стреляет, оно же в середине все телепается. И у матери на руках помер батько. Now he only has his mother left. She won't leave the house where his father died and where Dima was born, and where the flames may strike again. У меня идет война с мамой. Кажу, я прийду время, я приеду, я тебя просто звяжу и привезу сюда. Ну, потому что ты у меня одна осталась. Только приходят, что загроза кабел, орехов кап, орехов кап, орехов кап. Только орехи я махаюся, звоню, махаюся, махаюся. Да, ховаюсь, да, ховаюсь. А чи ховаюся? Ну, у меня мама, скажем так, дуже боевая. Nearly every Ukrainian home has holes in it from people who won't come back, and emotions forged in a war with no end in sight. I want them to be in such a place, that they all lived after what they did with my city. That they lived in such conditions to the end of their life, that there was no one anymore, like a nation. I don't agree. There may not be a family without a family. There are normal people, adequate people, from any side. Я їх буду, скільки я буду жити, я їх буду ненавидити до кінця життя. Going forwards, you understand the the scars that are going to exist in Ukraine for decades now, and it also, I think, provides an insight if you're trying to work out exactly why Ukraine should, at some point, feel diplomacy is a wise, imminent option. There's a deep anger, and you can see that in the town of Orokiv itself, that in the last two months has not been reduced to rubble, but is now so heavily pockmarked by extraordinarily large craters that it is unrecognizable from May. It was a very powerful piece, uh, Nick Payton Walsh. Thank you so much for bringing us Dima's story. We appreciate it.